Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. All right, hello everyone and welcome to the show. My name is Colton Cockrell and with me I have the Miss Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, how are you doing? Colton, I'm great. Hey, everybody. Trisha Stetzel, Results Extreme Business Solutions here. And as you remember, the whole month of April, we'll be talking about business success. And today, we're going to talk about how networking is important to your business success. And who better to talk about networking than Mr. Mark Taylor, BNI Houston East Executive Director. Mark Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, no, it's it's good seeing you. And before we jump into questions, because I'm I'm dying to ask you some questions in the hot seat today, um, I want to go ahead and introduce our sponsor, which is Share McKinley Group LLC. So, Mr. Taylor, I guess let's first start the show. I know a lot of people probably know what it is, but for those that maybe don't, they're living under a rock somewhere. What is networking? Ah, uh, you know what? It's a good question because I think if you ask five different people, you might get five different answers. I'll give you my my um, definition of networking. Networking really is simply interacting with other in, in a business context with other business people. Networking to me is people to people. There's ways to do it, but I'm going to just be pretty generic. There is it's it's getting out and interacting with other people. I say getting out because I guess you can, uh, particularly these days, you can network virtually. Uh, certainly, I do, and many people do, but. Whether it is virtually or in person, it is meeting other people and hopefully discovering common interests and maybe common goals and those type of things. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Why is networking important to business? If we can explain it to our audience here, it might open some eyes to we've got to do more than just market on Facebook and LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera, right? We've got to get out, as you said, Mark, and meet people. So why is networking important to the success of your business? Bottom line, networking is important because businesses need business. They need more business. There's always exceptions, but the the overriding majority of business uh, people roll out of bed every day. And one of the things that they are driven by is I need more business. We've had a great quarter this first year uh, so far this year. How are we going to maintain that or improve that the next quarter? Uh, we had a, a challenging year last year. What are we going to do to get more business? Whatever it may be that motivates them. I don't care if you're a doctor, you're a plumber, you're a, um, you're a banker, whatever it is your profession most businesses, large and small, whether they're entrepreneurs or have hundreds, if not thousands of employees, they need more business. And there's lots of ways to do it, um, certainly, but we're talking about networking today. And so in the context, of, I, I don't think anybody argues with the fact that the best way to get business is by referred business. Me introducing you to somebody I know, I have a relationship with, and who is, has an interest in talking to you about your business. That is what we call good old word of mouth advertising. Absolutely nobody disputes it's the best way to do it. And yet very few companies effectively do that. Or certainly they don't, they don't uh, gain a, a large percentage of their business through networking, i.e. referrals. There's the challenge. 
Now you're, you're a big proponent of killing the cold calling. You're, you're just, you hate it. I know you're not a fan at all. So how, how can you be effective whenever you are going to a networking event or net, just something where you're connecting with people? Do you have any tips or any ideas for people to consider when they are uh, preparing and then while they're actually networking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, um, we teach a lot of classes on, on effective networking skills. One of my favorite, one of uh, a crowd favorite is the 10 commandments of a networking mixer, uh, how to turn a networking mixer into the most profitable event of your, of your business week. Now that's compelling because many of us have the, our experience uh, has been that networking events can be exhausting. They can be time consuming and ultimately non-productive. We end up spending a lot of time, maybe even some money doing that, uh, uh, passing out a lot of business cards, making a lot of contacts with little or no results. That's, uh, that's a frustration. But what I would say is this. First, decide to do something about it. Get out of your cave, your office, your house, your wherever it is, and decide you are going to solve this problem, that you are going to learn how to effectively network. Uh, I will just give you a couple of points that I learned early on because I, I got that. My friend and I, a friend of mine and I learned from other business people that we needed to go to networking events. We did, and we didn't know what to do, so we just watched others. I think this is a pretty common experience. When you go to networking events, you're going to observe like we did. Others have a stack of business cards, a stack of their brochures about their product or service, and it seems to be the unwritten agenda is fan out and try to contact as many people as you can and give them your elevator pitch, which is designed to interest them in your product or service, hopefully schedule an appointment or a, a, a meeting later on so that you can sell your product or service to them. And that's largely what goes on at a lot of networking events. And nobody goes to a networking event to buy a home, to look for an insurance agent so they can buy a, a policy. Uh, no one goes to a networking event to buy anything. Virtually everybody goes to sell something. So in answer to your question, first thing I'd recommend is leave your stuff in your vehicle, which sounds preposterous. What do you mean? What a waste of time. Leave my stuff. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Well, that's why it's probably not working for you. Well, if you leave your stuff in your vehicle, maybe accepting your business cards, what am I supposed to do? Relax, go with a group of people, by the way. I'm not going to give you all the Ten Commandments, but one is go, don't never go alone. Usually, go, I recommend you go with a group, go with a mob, go with half a dozen or more people that you know, so that you're not, don't fall victim to what most of us fear. And that is walking into a room full of strangers and not knowing what to do, where to go, where to sit, what to say. Um, but the in, in general, I would say go to a networking group with others in mind, which is completely uh, at odds with what the business world would tell you to do. Sales managers will not tell you to do that. They'll say, Mark, if you're going to go to a networking event, you need to come back with 15, 20, 30 business cards so you can get on the phone and pound the phone the rest of the day and see if you can't get business appointments with them, i.e. cold calling. Oh yeah, and that's the and that's your philosophy of net hunting versus net farming. Yeah, and it's actually not even mine. It's a, but it's a simple, it's a fundamental difference mindset uh, of how you approach networking events. There's not a moral issue between hunters and farmers in this context, but they are different in nature. A hunter is um, the, the idea is it's in the field this morning, it's in the oven tonight. It's transactional. It's it's literally shoot to kill, hook and eat. 
All right. Well, in contrast, a farmer, of course, is all about planning and planting and cultivating and working toward a harvest in the future, which is something we do not want to hear these days. Uh, we live in a world of instant everything, and we actually would like it faster than that, if at all possible. So it it's a different mindset. If anyone can actually ever grasp that and determine or, or uh, decide to adopt that philosophy, then and only then will they begin to see what a farmer sees in time. Not a great deal of time, but in time, your relationships begin to blossom. They begin to bloom and bear fruit. And any farmer will outstrip any hunter when it comes to producing stuff for the table, I guess you could say. And Colton and I are both in businesses or industries, if you will, where we're building relationships. And I think that's important. And I think in any business, it really is about building relationship. The customer, the client, the prospect wants to buy a relationship with you. They don't necessarily want to buy your service without you right? That's why we're out there building relationships with people. And I think the whole idea of building those relationships so that people can be on the lookout to help you market your business. Gosh, who wouldn't want to do that? So Mark, can you talk about the idea of building relationships with people so that they can actually help market you, not necessarily sell anything for you, but be thinking about you while they're out networking? It is a powerful, powerful concept. Again, it's so doggone obvious, most people overlook it. And it's we're really talking about this, Tricia. Friends like to refer friends. You don't have to compel them to do it. You don't have to tell them to do it. They just do it because friends help friends out. So yes, while I'm meeting you in a maybe a networking environment, I want to know, do I like this gal? Is she fun? Is she, do we click? I mean, or is she, is she got me pinned against the wall with her presentation? We're already down to handling the third objection. I mean, it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We've all run into those. We've already all run into those kind of people. You know who you like and who you kind of hit it off with. And as you develop that relationship, here's how you have someone help you. It's called helping them first. Look, Tricia, if I learn about your business and I'm curious about, well, I wonder, you know, what is a good client for you? Can you describe that for me? Because I, I, we're becoming friends here. I'm willing to help you. It is very difficult for you to not want to help me back when I am tucking dollars into your purse, when I am actually opening doors that you would never, and I mean ever, open on your own. Oh, you might, if you, if you want to get in the line that extends from the guy's desk all the way through his office and out the door and around the block, if you want to get in that line of people who just want 15 minutes to talk to them, good luck. But if you'd like to meet him, he's a friend of mine. He's my brother-in-law. We play golf all the time, whatever. Our kids, you know, are in sports together. Get that going and say goodbye to, to cold calls. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in their minds like, oh, Mark, that's so much work. I got to build a relationship. That's extra time. So can you just tell, how do you crush all that? How, how do people get out of the mindset of the hunting mentality and actually moving over into the farming mentality? You know, let's say a farmer goes, man, I love the idea of a bountiful harvest, but it's just too much work. I'm like, well, give up your hoe and your tractor and go get a gun. You ain't changing the nature of farming. (laughs) You're asking for me for a pill that'll help you lose 50 pounds by this time next week. There's not one. Now, there's somebody out there that'll send you one. 
but there's not one. So when someone asks for that, heck, I want that. I just said, I want instant everything if I could have that. It just doesn't work. So just accept that as one of the realities of life that you accept every day anyway. And if you just decide not to accept that, then go be a hunter, go cold call, go knock doors. It works. It's horrifically non-productive. I mean, anyone who knows cold calls knows that it's the lowest rung on the prospecting ladder, but it is a rung on the ladder and it does work. And if you don't want to wait for the harvest, go knock 50 doors tomorrow. Go pick up the thousand pound phone and make 50 phone calls and do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. And then come back and talk to me about wanting to be a net farmer. People just don't, they don't want to wait. Once they start getting their first few referrals, man, this works and they get fired up. But until that, they just, oh, it's a waste of time. I'm, I'm with you. Just again, instant, instantaneous gratification. It's just not. Don't have that for you. It's like when you go, people go to their doctor and they, they want to hear what they want to hear. When the doctor says something that amounts to a lifestyle change, they're like, yeah, need a new doctor. Need a second. <laughs> I need a 14th opinion. The previous 13 doctors said the same thing. And I don't like to hear that. Well, I don't have an antidote for that. I can't actually help you. If you'd prefer to have instant business, then my recommendation is go cold call and do a ton of it forever. Forever. Well, and that relationship building is so important. Um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, the success of your business is dependent on that relationship building, because if you're just cold calling, then you're not really building credibility with people, right? You still have to do that at some point before they're going to buy from you. And that credibility can come through that referral marketing. So real quick, Mark, I, you know, in the realm of referral marketing, there's this whole idea of being visible, credible before you can actually start making that money. What does that look like? Well, we kind of touched on it a little while ago. You, you actually have, again, you, it's a mindset. You have to decide as a business person, how are you going to get more business? And if you choose uh, to do as we're talking about to say, okay, I'm going to give this networking a fair shot. Well, then don't be that first semester freshman who goes to college and comes back after three grueling months and says, this is tough. I don't know if I've got it in me. Um, uh, just decide that it's going to take a while. Look, it took a while for you to learn your own profession, right? It took a while and you, you know, but you stuck with it and you've now mastered it to the point where you can call it a profession. This is where it's really going to require the same mindset. So, um, and then apply yourself to learning how to do it. And once you get your, it going though, uh, then it sustains itself as, but you have to, you have to be, you know, it's kind of like a team sport. If I want to be on the team, I can't just show up on Friday nights or Saturday afternoons, whenever the game is, there's most of the work goes on that the public doesn't see. And it's that commitment to the team in this case. And so if you're going to commit to changing how you get business and you want referred business, then you're going to have to do what referral athletes do. And they, they do the things that it takes to make that, to, to cause that to happen. And then real you read quick, what you sow. Yeah. And we're almost <laughs> out of time here real quick. Is there any big networking uh, events that you would recommend to people that are looking for those networking opportunities? 
Yeah, I was a, a frustrated networker years ago, and I learned of an organization called BNI Business Network International. I uh, became a member. I, that's where I actually learned how to do this. Many others, thousands of, have done learned the same as I have. For those for whom this model fits, it's a great way. Uh, to develop the skill sets we're talking about. I escaped the cold calling world and it is my passion to help as many others do that as I possibly can. Mark, thanks for being on the show. Trish, you want to take us out? Absolutely. Mark Taylor, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. We appreciate all of the knowledge that you bring around networking and success in business. Guys, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. We'll be focused again on business success, finishing out the month of April. And next week's guest is a surprise guest, but you're going to learn even more about business success. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fin Recipient. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.